0: Hello my lovely ones and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other mums will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Me and Sarah here today. (laughs) Bye-bye. How are you? I'm okay. I've just come from a, a lunch with
1: my team, um, and they're Korean, and so as I said, hi, hi, I just
0: thought of their Korean phrase, pali, which means, like, quick, quick. Pali Palipali. That's what I'm going to start saying to Ayla when she's taking her sweet-ass time. Palipali. <laughs> I am more than ever happy that people can't see me right now.
1: Oh, I'm not the one that you FaceTimed me before we got here to be like oh it's time let's go let's go and then I was like oh I'm not in the right outfit I haven't put any makeup on and I saw you on FaceTime I'm like she's not even halfway
0: there (laughs) 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 oh I've been unwell this week and it's just um but I feel like we haven't spoken in ages like aside from the podcast obviously you know we like to do episodes together but we actually haven't you know we FaceTime quite often but recently we just haven't which is okay by the way but normally
1: it's like a daily occurrence and I feel like it's been a few weeks where like we've had maybe one or two a week yeah and they've been really quick like you live I need this you live I don't have that do you know what I mean like yeah um so fill me on fill fill me up fill me in (laughs) (laughs) not the direction
0: I wanted to go with my
1: sister anyways tell me (laughs) what's going on in your life is what I'm saying
0: okay so oh my gosh it's been busy. And it's really got me thinking about this idea that a lot of people thrive off busyness and productivity. But it's such a fine line between enjoying it and thriving, but also just like, absolutely feeling overwhelmed. There's just so much, you know, if you don't give yourself those pockets of time to be still and breathe, so that you are then in a position to be able to give as much as you possibly can in the times that you know you need to, because it's particularly busy. We have a very busy week, and I feel I'm I'm feeling much better today. So on Monday I was on death's door. Isla is just kids are just germ machines, aren't they? Oh my goodness. And I was so unwell on Monday. Luckily, Hannah had Isla, and I'm very grateful for that. She wasn't meant to, but I messaged her and said, Look, <laughs> I need I'm help. Dead. Yeah, exactly. And she happened to be off work, which worked perfectly for me. Anyway, so Monday, I wasn't feeling very well, but that's okay because I did a lot of work on their laptop. So, Sarah, I have some exciting news that I literally haven't even been able to share with you. So, I'm going to share with you at the same time as I share with the listeners. I am so close to releasing my yoga bundles yes you've been
1: working on this
0: for years
1: but I'm so excited like that is going to be like such a like monumental like achievement and step forward for you because I I know how much you've been wanting to do it it's just for one reason or another it's been pushed to the side you know
0: you had a baby pregnancy COVID life like yeah, exactly. Um, I do. I am a little bit apprehensive. I do think that there's going to be this sort of like anti-climax and what I mean by that is obviously my bundles so to speak are going to go live but it's not like I'm going to have all of the sudden this influx of people purchasing my bundles and being like oh my gosh I want to work with you yeah potentially I might have like one or two maybe a few more and maybe none and that's okay and I think I need to remember that that Mm -hmm. it's a sort of project that is timeless And people are going to be able to discover me and my work, you know, at any time. But I need to not get too excited because obviously I'm very excited that this project is, you know, coming to life. But I think there's also the expectation that all of a sudden, what? I'm going to become a millionaire from, you know, a few yoga classes that I put online on my platform.
1: I mean, no offense, you're not Kylie Jenner who can just sell a new lipstick color, then it like sells out within 30 minutes of being live on their website
0: exactly exactly i understand so i do need to manage that expectation for myself but anyway so on monday i did a lot of work on that and on my website which is looking good if i may say so myself i'm really proud of it i know and um and i'm so happy thank you for like your enthusiasm i can see you guys can't see her but she's like making faces and like yay um i'm grateful (laughs) for that because yeah it means a lot to me so anyway, so I was doing that on Monday and then... But, but stop, but it,
1: hold on, before you keep going... Like, I just let's take a minute to, to appreciate this. Right. Because this is you working for yourself. Like there's no one else. There's no one else driving this. There's also no one else putting pressure on you to finish at a certain time, which also, as we were talking about, you know, that pressure and that time, it's, it's hard to manage. So what, especially when you're on your own, mm-hmm. because you can justify not doing it to yourself
0: all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. Um
1: so the fact that you're at the point that you're at is amazing. Yeah,
0: thank you. It's been a long time coming and I have felt for a very long time that all of the work that I'd done previously was just nothing because it hadn't become anything. And now I'm realizing that actually it's okay. Maybe, you know, this project didn't happen as quickly as I would have liked, and that's okay, but it doesn't mean that there were seeds that I haven't been planting for however long we're for nothing you know things take time to manifest and I am really excited and happy to be sort of feel like I'm on a way up so to speak we're always on a way up you know but yeah, I feel like this is a big hurdle that I have, I think, subconsciously also been like avoiding myself, you know, fear of failure, fear of judgment, fear of blah, 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 you know, the demons on my shoulder telling me that I don't know enough, I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I'm very, very excited. Also, I think what's helped, and so going back to this external pressure, I think what has helped is so the Saxted studio that I work for and teach at is closing which is really sad, but it's enabled me to give myself a kick up the bum because I'm in a position now where I'm able to use the studio free of charge. So it's given me that sort of push that I needed to just go to the studio, make use of the space whilst I still can to record all of my classes. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think, you know, you take advantage of things when they're just at your disposal, you just, you take them for granted. And I think I just assumed that the studio would always be there. Yeah, I can just do it whenever, it doesn't matter but I've realized all of a sudden I can't and I think I did need that little push um Mm. so yeah that's helped and so that's sort of been the external pressure you know for me because like you said it's so hard when you're by yourself you don't need to do anything for anyone you can always put things off because you're like oh it doesn't matter you know no one's gonna have a go at me no one's gonna fire me I'm my own boss I can do whatever the fuck I want which has so many advantages but it also can be really difficult to manage your time so thank you yes very happy <laughs> round of applause <laughs> um, so yeah anyway so I've been working on that and obviously planning flows and classes and organizing them in themes and bundles and stuff like that so guys if you have any questions feel free to send them over um and then it's just a busy week in terms of social events I have a friend's baby shower we have you know friends coming over for lunch on Sunday. George is also working late a couple nights this week. I have not been well. Magnus today is at the vet having an operation. I'm working late tomorrow night. I'm covering an extra class or an extra two classes actually on Saturday. And it's just like, it's a lot, but weirdly- project
1: management role is kicking into gear right now with all the moving pieces.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. But also not just the project manager role, but the like active role. So I'm not just managing, but I'm also of course, doing- Participating, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's felt really good because I feel like a lot of the times, I think sometimes I resent that I don't participate as much as I would like to, and more like we've been talking about, like we've said so many times, managing, you know, the participants, so to speak, and their schedules Isla, George, Magnus, whoever else. reminders, everyone else. Exactly. Kinda. And I'm not you know participating in my own life really when you think about it um, I think you're
1: minimizing your own contributions right there thank you yes because probably. because every day that you have Ila, like you're participating
0: yes agreed a hundred percent um but I think yeah it's a difficult one isn't it it's a fine line between feeling like it's just something you do because you have to do it and mm something you do because you want to do it um Mm -hmm. but anyway I feel like I'm participating what I mean is in terms of like things for myself I'm actively really putting in the time to pursue me and that being said obviously and it's which is why life is so hard and so annoying because I've noticed the more time I've been able to dedicate to my work so in this instance, my yoga bundles, my teaching, etc., etc. I've not been able to put as much time into my fitness. So like, George and I are meant to be training for a cycling race that we've got coming up and I've literally, I've not been on the bike in I can't tell you how long. And it's funny because it's just made me realize that you can't spin all of the plates at once you have to drop a plate and that letting that plate drop is really really hard but I do think that it enables you to hold the other plate up a little bit higher or spin it a little bit better does that make sense
1: and also you have to consider so somebody used this metaphor with me once and it's really stuck and it's the fact that um instead of spinning plates you're juggling balls uh-huh. some are made out of glass and if you drop will shatter and then some are made out of plastic and if they drop they'll still be there they'll survive mm. and so it's important to keep juggling the glass balls because you don't want them to shatter, but you're allowed from once in a while to let go of the plastic balls and let them
0: drop to the floor because they'll survive. That's such a good analogy.
1: And then it's like about trying to identify which one are glass and then which one are plastic, mm. which one can we actually let go of and don't actually need to keep juggling for the time being and which ones are ch- too important that you need to, no matter what to keep juggling in the air and then communicating that with your partner. You're so wise. I watch a lot of TikTok. <laughs> Is that a TikTok thing? I don't know. I can't remember, but
0: it seems like it. Um... <laughs> that's like a good TikTok, because I'm sorry, there's shit TikTok. Personally, I'm not a huge TikToker. I mean, I'm not a TikToker at all, but that's like really, really good. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I can't remember
1: where, if somebody said this to me or if I saw But it stuck with me because I think it's really important Right? And it as you say, it's really useful because spinning plates, well, how many plates can you, but the juggling, some you have to keep throwing in the air and you can pass some to your partner more easily mm. than you can a spinning plate. And then it's communicating and also identifying that
0: some plastic balls for you or glass balls for them.
1: Yeah. And so then how do you manage that?
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. This is so good. George and I are going to have to write down our plastic balls and our glass balls. I think the real issue in society, however, and this came to me as soon as you started talking about it, is that we don't consider our well-being, our personal health as a glass ball. And we consider external things, glass, I think sometimes the sort of what should be glass and what should be plastic. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a bit of a gray area. And more often than not, I think our personal well-being, mental health, etc., cetera, whatever that may look like for each person, it'll look differently for everyone, you know, whatever it is that we need to do to make sure that we feel healthy, feel okay, emotionally stable-ish, you know, because let's face it, it's a roller coaster. But I think we think that that's plastic. Or we treat it as plastic. We know it's glass, but we treat it as plastic. And really treating it as glass, that is, oh my gosh, the key to life really.
1: And I think we treat it as plastic because we always assume our health will be there or that we can improve it later on. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that's something I really struggle recently. As you know, in the last podcast, I really hurt my back. And I'm still recovering with my back. Yeah. And to the point that I'm only working half days at work, that means that I have the afternoon's free. So now I'm thinking of all the to-dos I can get done during the afternoon. But what I really should be doing is resting and sleeping and, you know, laying down so that my back can just recover from sitting all morning long in the office. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes I feel like I'm lazy for doing that because I'm not getting through my to-do list. So
0: it's, it's a vicious cycle. Oh, it's just and it, It's just impossible. I don't know anyone that manages that cycle, really. Yeah. Or people that come across like they manage it, I think they're just lying, in my opinion. And if you really do manage it, you can fuck off <laughs> I don 't want to hear from you. <laughs> well, send me a PDF t- like tell me how you do it. What's your routine? Yes, and I think I might have mentioned this actually on an episode before, but I was talking to my therapist about this that I think a lot of people and I count myself in that category by the way it's easy to get into this sort of cycle of rock bottom, pick yourself up, rock bottom, pick yourself up because you when you're at rock bottom. There's nothing else to do but focus on yourself. And then when you're at the top, so to speak, not the top, but for lack of a better phrasing, you know, when you sort of climb out of underneath the rock, you just get the external noise starts to get loud again, and you get caught up in the chaos of life and the to do's and the pressures. And then it you, it's so easy to spiral down again and forget about yourself and forget about, you know, all of the practices and all of the things that you were doing in order to get yourself away from rock bottom and back to the top. Top, again, in inverted commas, yeah, it's a, it's really hard. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I want to give you someone who's worked with
0: I have so <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um. So yeah, but my side, it feels really good. I've sort of, I've dropped my plastic ball of cycling and fitness, but that's okay because. I haven't decided if it's glass or plastic, but my career... Career is glass. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, yeah, for me, but because again, you say that, but it's different for everyone. I think as long as you're financially stable, money is glass. As as annoying as that is, we need to live. You need to pay for your house. You need to, you know, your bills, food, etc. So as long as you're financially stable, I do think career can be plastic or glass I think sense of purpose and worthiness is glass and a lot of people attach those feelings and emotions to their career and I think I have been attaching not all of my worthiness you know to that but some of it and I've felt a lack of sense of purpose in my life and Mm. I am noticing that I'm getting my spark back in terms of fulfillment as I'm working on my career and that feels really good so maybe it's like half glass half plastic (laughs) the important
1: thing is that you know you're moving forward right and you haven't stopped and even when you did take a pause you picked that ball back up and you kept juggling now when you had the right Space and momentum in your life to be able to do so yeah yeah yeah, how are you Tell
0: me about you what's going on your side
1: um well i mean i I briefly mentioned it I'm working part time yeah um it means my self worth has gone shit rock bottom um mostly because not getting a lot of work done um at work because there's such short hours and the business I'm in just moves so quickly that by the time mm. I start something. I don't have time to finish it. And by the next day, there's something else. My team tends to handle a lot more. And I feel like I'm just doing little mundane little tasks, which one, doesn't fulfill me. And two, probably pisses off my team. And because I was a single mom for so long, I'm so used to relying on myself. So like carrying things, heavy loads and everything else. And not being able to do that and not being able to do like simple things because of my back, I feel like I'm even less worthy, (laughs) Uh uh even less useful, and that really sucks. Uh, Uh, Just because I'm not as independent as I used to be, and I've always pushed myself to be as independent as possible. As you know, I don't like asking for help. Like, if I come to you and ask for help... Is because I have zero other choices in my life right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: And so being forced into a position where I have to ask for help, I have to ask for people to do things for me, really doesn't sit well with me, but that's what I am practicing at the minute and will continue to practice to
0: survive. Is there anyone in particular that you're like, oh, okay, this person I'm more comfortable asking, presumably Shruti. Although sometimes it's actually harder to ask your partner for help because you still want to come across like, you know, you're a I'm strong... I'm participating isn't... 50-50 in this relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and we talk about it all the time is the fact that like we're a 100 together. That means that sometimes we put in 50-50, sometimes she puts in 80 and I put in 20. And you know, swings and roundabouts, right? But together we get to 100 as much as we can. And it's on days where we both can't get to 100 together that we figure out what our priorities are and then just do the bare minimum and then... Fuck the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think it really depends what. And also, I don't like continuously asking for help. Yeah. So if because she's my partner, it would be okay if it was w- the one-off few things. Of course, I'm more than happy to ask her. Um, I say more than happy. I feel more comfortable asking her for help. <laughs> but when it's continuously having the need to ask for help, and now it's been over a month now that like my back has been in like pain. Um, it's quite difficult to continuously have to do that. But yeah, there are definitely some people I feel much more comfortable asking for help. Like asking you and you know all my friend Megan and stuff like that like there's just there's more comfort there than any like my colleagues as much as they're lovely and everything like oh if you need a hand with anything call us because we're down the road from the office and I'm like thanks never doing
0: that (laughs) um but it's so true I think this in terms of me and George as well um I haven't use the same analogy as you in terms of like together we're 100 and sometimes you know it's 40 60 50 50 whatever it is but life and I feel like this is going to come across quite negative but I do think that a partnership has a lot to do with sacrifice and sometimes you're the person sacrificing a little bit more but then at some point in life they'll sacrifice more than you and again I feel like that's a really negative way to look at it but I'm sorry. It, you do have to adapt. You can't be 100% selfish when you're in a partnership when you have kids. Of course you're going to sacrifice something. And I think to live with this idea that oh no, I don't want to sacrifice anything. I need I want to be completely selfish is well selfish. <laughs> and the thing is if that's how you want to live your life, like that's fine, but it's going to be hard to you know, have a family, have a partnership and have an equal relationship. Do you know what I mean? Um, And it took me a long time to realize that and to be okay with it. Because admittedly, I feel like at the moment, or at least in the past, um, but even still at the moment, because I'm Isla's primary caregiver, I do feel like I have sacrificed more than George has. And that has been a struggle. I've resented it. I felt angry and frustrated and grieved, you know, the sort of life I thought I might lead by now at my age, the things that I thought I might be doing, etc. But I really do believe, you know, exactly what you were saying, that at the moment, maybe I'm having to give... 70 and George is giving 30 but swings and roundabouts you know not just on a daily basis I agree with you on a daily basis you know for the quote-unquote smaller things but also in the grand scheme of life together sometimes people need to give more and sometimes you can take more
1: it goes back to um you know what is more important in the moment right because you know like as much as you giving 70 now and him 30, it makes sense. Not It makes sense is the wrong word. But because of the position with him working and you currently being self-employed, you have a bit more flexibility there. It does mean that it it's just about getting over the line for the minute with Ayla being young. Once you get school, then you can maybe go back to 50-50 where he picks her up half of the week or maybe he'll do three days a week and then you only do two and then that way you rejuggle a bit of that balance um at that point in time and it's 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 almost about just like what do we need to do to get over the line at this point in time
0: yeah a hundred percent I think something to note on that however is being mindful to not get into the mindset of wishing time away because admittedly, sometimes I have found myself, you know, thinking that, you know, people—if I talk to someone on the street or like whoever—if I talk—if I talk to anyone and I said they're like, "Oh, how's things with Isla?" and I'll be like, "Oh, it's been good," but sometimes, you know, it's a little bit hard. And they always say to me, "Oh, just wait until she goes to school; it'll be much easier." But I also don't want to wish that time away, and that's such a difficult balance, you know to know that maybe right now isn't about me, but of course don't we all want it to be about us. Of course we do. But yeah. you know, we're selfish creatures and I think that's okay to admit. Um, of course I want it to be a little bit more about me. <laughs> yeah,
1: you want your life to be, you want to be the starring person in your own life. Yeah, a hundred percent. And right now, unfortunately, I last taken the spotlight of your life. But it's only for this
0: chapter you can take over next chapter. Exactly. But it's about not wanting to rush this chapter either mm-hmm. because otherwise you do miss some beautiful moments, you know, there are things, and it's funny, because I saw something recently, and it's so true, um, I think it must have been on social media, but I needed the reminder, at one point in life, it's no secret, obviously, I've struggled being a mom, blah, 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 but at one point in life, all I wanted was this sense of, home and this sense of stability and and just this sense of normalcy which I have now and sometimes admittedly I take it for granted because it's a bit boring (laughs) you know the day-to-day it's dull but when I was off traveling which seems so you know extravagant and luxurious and amazing to some people and yes it was I'm not trying to say it wasn't but I struggled because I had absolutely just no sense of stability no base no sense of home and now that I have it want to enjoy it because at one point this is all I wanted you know yeah what's something that you think you have now that you always wanted but you probably take for granted now that you do have it
1: financial security Mm. um and I say that because I had Owen so young um that put a lot of financial strain both on me and his father especially I mean not in our family because as you know and as people will learn from listening to this. Um, my, our mom financially supported me for a long time, um, especially while I was finishing my studies. She was paying for the apartment and the studies, so that I wouldn't be going into debt. And to be honest, it's probably one of the reasons in the back of my mind. I thought it would be okay to have Owen that young. I knew that my, our family was in a position where financially I would be okay I knew I wouldn't end up on the streets with a baby and hungry um but does it mean that there weren't struggles financially though that like I did always have a roof over my head like rent and bills and everything were like it was only us that managed that um so there was always you know a budgeting issues and you know sometimes bills and were unexpected and so sometimes you know we would eat beans and toast for a week long because that's all we had um, and I really struggled to foresee a point in time where I wouldn't have to rely on our mom for financial stability and security. And and the big step was when I managed to buy this house and became completely independent um, from our mother and being able to afford things that I would always, if, even considered to do it, I would have to go to mom. So, for example, going to visit her for Easter, I wouldn't do that unless she would, you know, gift us the the tickets to go see her because I was in a position to pay for tickets for me and Owen to go see her because they're quite expensive. And I say that there's, you know, sometimes seventy pounds a person, but still, that's quite expensive. And now I can easily book flights to go visit our family in France and be financially okay. And I think for me, that's that's a piece of luxury I sometimes forget about. But that obviously came with a lot of hard work and a long hours as I worked myself up the corporate ladder. Um, I remember I told mom that I had a Target Salary I wanted to reach before I was 30, and I got to it much quicker than I expected to. And I remember (laughs) being like, Oh my god, I reached my target! (laughs) And I remember my mom being like, Why did you? I know this has been a number for you for a long time, but you never explained to me why. And I was like, I don't know. I just felt like this was you know, above the average. And so I felt like people on this salary could like live okay and still afford one holiday a year. And I just assumed that was, so that's what I wanted. I wanted to be able to pay, you know, my bills and live in a house and be able to go on at
0: least one holiday. (laughs) Yeah. I do think because I have the same mindset as you, I I was going to say I'm currently not in a financially independent situation. Uh, I am from mom I'm not because of George that being said I really resonate in terms of mom and you know in terms of just for me I would of course 100% you know that's a dream of mine as well to be completely financially independent for a myriad of different reasons but firstly you just don't know what happens in life George could you know get hit by a bus tomorrow or our relationship could not make it and obviously that would be really sad but that's life you know shit happens that being said I will say that I don't know where me and you get the pressure of financial stability from. and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because we have lived very privileged life as kids in terms of you know tangible things we never wanted for anything. So maybe we feel the need subconsciously. we feel the need to have exactly the same things, not exactly the same things, but you know more or less. because I feel the same, however, honestly. Everyone I speak to, like, they see their parents, maybe not on a weekly basis, but bi-weekly. They'll go for dinner. The parents will pay for dinner you know what I mean? Mums and daughters will go shopping, the mum will buy them, will pay for their shopping, or just things like that, you know, or like, I don't know, something in the house breaks and dad or mom or whoever comes and helps them fix it so they don't need to pay for a builder or a handyman to come over and fix it. And I do think that sometimes we forget about that, because I also, for some reason, I feel a lot of shame admitting that I have lived, you know, you know with mom's money and admittedly personally I continue to say to mom you know when she says oh do you want to come visit I'll say but I can't afford it you know you pay basically <laughs> in the nicest way possible you know I don't want to say just pay for me but like but I don't feel it doesn't feel okay for me to assume that she's gonna pay and it's mm. this I don't know where we have this sort of mindset in terms of money from because then I realize that so many people get so many things from their parents that we don't because our mum lives abroad so in terms of the day-to-day she doesn't gift us anything do you know what I mean
1: I do know what you mean but I think so for me having spoken to my therapist about this in the past few years I think and I I mean no blame by this um but part of it is actually (laughs) mum because I remember her always telling us that um her father so our grandfather once she turned 18 didn't kick her out of the house she went to university and he paid the minimum like this is enough for your rent this is enough for food but if you want anything other than that you need to go get yourself a job and that's it and i remember she told me the day she graduated that was it mm-hmm. And she even spoke to our grandfather saying, you know, like, oh, you know, maybe you'll give me at least a month, you know, a couple of weeks to at least find a job. It's like, no, that's it. Mm-hmm. I've covered you all this journey. That's it. You're on your own. And so I think that's part of it. I remember this story and I'm thinking, gosh, she's never put that in our pressure and she's never said that to, to us. But I almost feel like, oh, like, that's what, that that's what's done, right? That's yeah. what she went through. So why should I expect any more, any different? And also because she was a single mom traveling all over the world, didn't have her family or anyone else. And she was financially stable and secure on her own. Um... And so subconsciously, I wonder if because she's, for me, definitely a role model, I I wonder if I've subconsciously seen that piece, both of them together and then put that financial pressure on myself.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. And I completely resonate with you. Um, Mum's a role model for me as well. Just to play devil's advocate, though, every situation is different. Life Mm -hmm. is different. Life is more expensive now. Life is so much more expensive now you know, things like that. And also, yes, we were very financially privileged. And again, like, she's wonderful. I don't want to, you know, make her come across in a bad way. But okay, we had all the money in the world. Well, ish. Did we have all of the emotional time? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Swings and roundabouts. And for me, I think I've potentially gone the other way. I have put in my head, money doesn't bring happiness because Mm -hmm. I didn't feel always very happy as a kid and as a teenager. So in my head, money was almost the devil. I was Mm -hmm. determined to be happy with as little money as possible. But do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it's crazy when you think about it, but it's Mm -hmm. like, I needed to prove a point. And I mean, I don't feel like that anymore to confirm and I don't think I ever genuinely felt like that but I think subconsciously that sort of narrative was in my head and yeah oh I'm realizing more and more how becoming a parent and growing up and just asking you know life's finest questions you unpack so much of your childhood.
1: You do you absolutely do and actually me and Shruti are sometimes unpacking some of our like because we've come from a more privileged background than she has growing up in India, and in India they have even less money there. And culturally they're also very different. So sometimes we don't know how to handle Owen because I would handle him very differently on my own. And she would handle him very differently on her own. And then we need to find somehow a middle ground. Yeah. Give me a for instance for instance would be, um, he had his SATs test, which is kind of a standardized test that all kids at year six in England do before they get to high school. These tests mean nothing to that individual. They don't stop them from going to the next school or anything. It's literally just to see, compare the different schools around, right? And Owen struggles with English um, due to his speech and language um, issues and processing. And so... We've been focusing on spellings. And then the week before the SATs, we had only one more week. He has to do SATs in English and in math. And we'd been spending the past four weeks only focusing on spelling. And I said, maybe the last week we should just focus on maths because we haven't even addressed that, even though that's his stronger side It'd be nice maybe to end the the last week before his exams on a more positive side than rather repeating something that we don't actually know is going anywhere. So is it worth putting a bit of effort and seeing a higher return in the math or putting a bit of effort in spelling and seeing maybe just a little increase Mm. because that's something he's going to struggle with anyways. So I was for let's do a bit of maths. He'll be a bit more positive about it, maybe be in a more positive headspace before the sats and she was like no spellings is still his weakest nowhere near as good as he is in math and we should concentrate on spellings Mm. and and so and so because it's better to have you know be kind of a middle ground everywhere um before you can then concentrate on one path where you're strongest than just concentrating on what you're strongest and being completely terrible Uh, Something else like English.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting question, actually, just in general, not necessarily just for kids. But gosh, I feel like we've barely spoken about our children, but it's interesting anyway. We're all human. In life, should you focus more energy on something that you're really good at Mm -hmm. to hone in on that skill, or should you spend more time not perfecting, but you know, getting more of a basic understanding of whatever it might be yeah everything else
1: yeah Mm -hmm. and actually um there's been scientific studies that actually if there's something you're good at you'll see a higher rate of return Mm -hmm. on investing that same amount in something you're good at than something you're not at yeah so actually from an efficiency standpoint of your time it's actually more efficient to concentrate on something you're good at
0: than not that is so interesting i think we just feel the need Because we so easily compare ourselves to other people, if someone else, we forget what we're better at. When we compare ourselves, we only compare ourselves from a negative point of view. Mm. So I'm never going to compare myself and say, I'm better at this than you are. For example, I'm always going to compare myself as what I'm not as good at. Do you know what I mean? Why don't we acknowledge just the things that we can do more? It's crazy. And it starts from a very young
1: age, actually, because um, when you're at school, if you're not good at something, you'll get a tutor for the subject you're scoring the lowest on, not the tutor for something you're uh, scoring the highest on, where you would exponentially see a better rate of return for that tutoring hour. Um, Gosh, you can
0: tell you're a businesswoman where you would see a better rate of return. I don't even know what it is that you said. Fuck me.
1: <laughs> and then actually, there's a whole test you can do called Strengths Finder. And it will tell you what your main strengths are. Um, so like, you know, p- being with people, are you more analytical, and so on and so forth. Um, and it will give you like your top five strengths. You did that during your coaching, didn't you? Yeah, I did it yep. in my coaching, and it's a tool we use regularly to get to know people better, to also help them figure out what roles they fit better. in.
0: Can you send that to me? Yeah, I can. Can I? Am I allowed to put it in the description for people? Sure. Yeah, and people are just it's like, it's like a,
1: there's a whole it's a it's a company it's um oh hold on I have it here
0: oh
1: from Gallup so it's a world renowned company and it's a psychologist called don clifton that actually started talking about their strengths um yeah so i'll send you the link
0: i think you sent me the um or gifted me the cards the yeah. strength cards i did yeah, and yeah, i can tell happened.
1: you so my top five are i'm a, an achiever uh-huh. okay so i'm achievement orientated i'm all about communication i like to talk that's why I'm often on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) I'm empathetic okay so that means that um well you know what empathy means (laughs) um I'm restorative which is also like um I can persevere and I'm resilient restorative that's kind of and then woo it's working with others uh so i like working in teams and not being on my own and being isolated which is why i really struggled during covid
0: um it's so interesting i think understanding yourself which is why i work you know in yoga and the well-being industry because i think understanding yourself and being aware of your thoughts and how you react and just how you feel and who you are as a human is so important, if not absolutely essential, just for life, you know, so you can be empathetic with yourself as well. Because mm. I think more often than not, we do something, oh, it's not good enough, we react, you know, in a certain way, oh, I shouldn't have reacted like that. And it's like, if we are able to go at it from an understanding point of view if that makes sense from a place of understanding we can cut ourselves a little bit of slack fuck me life is hard enough as it is
1: yeah you should almost talk to yourself as you would your
0: best friend yeah if your best friend had reacted
1: that way what would you have said to them and then say it to yourself
0: a hundred percent a hundred percent but the amount of times I'm sure everyone you know listening will resonate I don't talk to myself how I talk to my best friend
1: Oh gosh no I probably talk to myself like I speak to my worst enemy. Maybe yeah. Worse.
0: Yeah. Um which is like heartbreaking when you think about it, you know? And which is why, well, circling back guys, <laughs> with my yoga bundles. <laughs> <laughs> we can We're all <laughs> we can all get a little bit more self love through movement oh gosh it's been a really interesting conversation but imagine if you can barely
1: understand yourself how the hell you gonna understand your own child
0: yeah yeah exactly exactly it's so like, true i'm nearly 30
1: and i still don't understand half of me um and i've been alive for my whole life i'm happy to say <laughs> i've been alive for owen's whole life too um and after 11 years there's bits of him i still don't understand
0: yeah like but um, that's why i find human beings and just the brain and the way we work and the way we think just so interesting and this was this is where i also think i know it's really hard because when we judge people it's our brain's way of keeping us safe, you know, because it's something that we're not familiar with. So the brain is like, oh my gosh, that's weird. That's strange. No, don't interact with it. Whereas actually, if we're able to kind of, you know, tune that noise out and be like, no, it's okay. This person is just different to who we are. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean it's bad. Um, I had a point. Oh yeah, judging. So there's no need to judge anyone because, Mm. oh my gosh, we're all different, all navigating shit. And just literally trying to make the best of it and do the best that we can on a day-to-day basis. And it then goes back to reprogramming, as you say, your brain in order to
1: fight that flight or run. Do you know what I mean? That stay or flight. Uh... The fight or flight mode. Thank you. That's what I was trying to say.
0: Yeah, the sympathetic nervous system in the body, which, by the way, <laughs> guys, with my yoga pants. <laughs> You can activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest mode.
1: Guys, <laughs> have I ever told you how freaking intelligent my sister is? Oh,
0: do you know what? It's, I'm so grateful you said that because when you were talking, I was like, fuck, this is my podcast. Honestly, my ego I was like, "Fuck, this is my podcast," and she's coming across so intelligent, and I was, <laughs> I was feeling so small. So I'm really grateful. So for you to say that, thank you. <laughs> but again, but it's because we comp- I was comparing myself in your strengths. You it's know, okay. I was
1: just doing the same thing as you're starting to talk about my brain had a brain fart and I was like a fight flight blah. blah. and you're like oh no it's this and it's this nervous system and I'm like oh my god oh my god she's basically a psychologist she was going to be analyzing me
0: soon enough yeah but it's like <laughs> oh wow what an interesting conversation honestly yeah. I love coming on here guys when we started the episode I was like hey are you ready to start I said that to Sarah and she was like uh what are we talking about <laughs> And I was like, I don't know, I want to see where it goes. And I love that so much. It's been, oh my gosh, it's been so interesting. Thank you for giving Hopefully me- Hopefully
1: the listeners find it interesting too. Fuck the listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, guys. We love you, stay with us, hold on. <laughs> oh my gosh (laughs) and subscribe rate and review um (laughs) no I'm obviously joking um without you guys there would be no podcast but well I'm not gonna lie without me there would be no podcast but you guys do help oh my goodness um is it just be you yourself and you (laughs) (laughs) yes me myself and myself um no but I do think it's interesting I think as a society we do need to just be more empathetic you know and just reconnect like oh my god stop being a dick stop judging like life is hard you know but at, at the same time that empathy
1: bit is really important and you know how sometimes you speak to somebody and they you know they either you you just get this bad feeling right like and it could be the way they spoke to you at that point and then it's happened to me recently at work and then um I was talking about it with another colleague and she goes oh yeah that person is such a whatever insert word here um (laughs) and then I was like yeah I understand that email landed really badly maybe she was having a bad day
0: (laughs) yes No, you're so right. Because you just don't know, right? Potentially, it is the person
1: being complete, whatever. But we also don't know the external factors that are happening in that person's life either. And they could just be having a bad day. And it could be that our email didn't land well. And, you know, and it came right back at
0: us. Who knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. And just on the back of that, this is why George used to not hide his stress from me, but Mm. not be particularly forthcoming with sharing any stresses that were going on in his head, in his life, at work, etc., etc. And so I'm taking him at face value. That he's great because he hasn't mentioned anything other than that. Exactly. So I'm offloading all my stress on him. And then also feeling alone in my stress and angry. Why aren't you struggling? Why am I the only one feeling like I can't cope? And communicating with him that actually I need you to share with me when you're feeling stressful. And now we have a much more balanced, you know, communication and balanced load in terms of stress Mm. and how we manage um, our reactions to each other. I had a point. I can't remember what it is now. But does that make sense? Did that make sense yeah. how that made me feel? Like of that. it's
1: it's that open communication piece because if you were taking him at face value because you didn't know what else was going on around him because exactly. he wasn't communicating that to you.
0: Exactly. And I mean that's my partner, you know, to a certain extent you might expect your partner to communicate everything with you, but mm, sometimes they don't. But a stranger or a colleague or even a friend may not always communicate everything with you and that doesn't mean that they're not going through something. Ah, Sarah, thank you so much for today. You're welcome. I'm glad I showed up. (laughs) Should hope so. When you text me earlier, I'm glad we didn't postpone. You text me earlier. Because, guys, we had planned to see each other about an hour before we actually started. And then I was like, just kidding, need a bit more time. And then I text again, just kidding, need a bit more time. Because we're actually having our fence done in the garden. Our neighbor's doing it because Magnus keeps escaping to the neighbor's garden. The other day, last week, I had to knock on their door because he escaped in the garden. I'm running around the house panicked because I think someone's stolen my dog even though I'm in the house myself because I can't find him anywhere inside. And then I realized he's in next door's garden, but the fence is fine. I don't know, this dog honestly is an escape artist. I don't know how he jumped the fence. I can't get him back. It's too- almost the fence. So tall. No, it's not possible. It I just don't understand. Anyway, they're building an even taller fence because I think they've got fed up of me knocking on their door, being like, Hi, really sorry. Magnus is in your garden again. Can I bring him like through your house? Back into my house? Oh. Anyway. So, Paul is currently building a fence, but he was talking to me about some stuff, and then needed some things, and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so that is that. Um, yeah, it's I'm... on my to-do list to fix my fence
1: so that I can have Magnus over again, because last time, I also panicked, thought, thinking I'd lost your dog. Yeah. Which, which is worse. you've entrusted me.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: You've entrusted me to keep, and keep alive, and safe. Lost him. And it's not until Owen came upstairs into my bedroom, and was like... I found Magnus, so I run upstairs thinking he was on our bed. He's like, "No, he's in the neighbor's garden and lounging there in sunlight." My neighbor, bless her, eighty-two-year-old old woman. <laughs> okay, I knock at her door. and like,
0: "Oh yes, I see he's come to lounge again." <laughs>
1: Oh, 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 I
0: love him so much. My puppy. Did I say on the podcast, obviously, you know, but did I mention earlier? Yeah. He's at the vet. Yeah.
1: But what is the diagnosis? Tell us more. Like, is, is he going to be okay? Is it, are they completely removing it and then it'll be fine? Yeah. Or is well, it okay. It?
0: So he had growths. We are not sure whether the growths are benign or active, cancerous. He had the operation today to remove all of the growths, and now we will wait for the results. We'll probably get the results next week. I'm picking him up later and yeah, hopefully, I mean surgery went well. She called me earlier, she said he hadn't woken up yet, but that's normal, obviously, hopefully he will wake up. um I'm sure he will wake up, and yeah, we'll wait for the results, and hopefully she was able to get everything out, and it hasn't spread um okay, good, so yeah, we'll see okay,
1: well, fingers crossed. Yeah. For Magnus sending him
0: all of our love. Because yeah. we love that big pup. Oh, we do. Bless his heart. Right. Thank you so much for today. Such an interesting conversation. I'm very, very grateful for your honesty and open mind. And just you. Thank you. and right. Let's finish off with a big congratulations <laughs> to
1: Magalie and her yoga bundles. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I that was too loud. Sorry
0: guys. <laughs> Hopefully they won't hear it in their in their what's it called headphones or wherever they listen. Wherever you guys listen, hopefully I will have been able to tone down the voice. Yeah. Um although I'm not sure if you listen to this, maybe they may or may not be live. I don't think they will be live yet. But
1: stay tuned. But they're ready and they're nearly there and it's a big achievement. So big clap for Magali. I love you. Thank you. For showing up every week and doing a podcast and keep Pussering your own dreams. Oh, stop! You're gonna make me actually emotional because, yes. Okay, then I will stop. <laughs> Terrible
0: sister you are. <laughs> you can see who's the emotional one and who's the not emotional one. Oh, you're about to get emotional. Okay, I will stop then. <laughs> Please don't get emotional.
1: <laughs> well, we're not together. I can't give you a hug and there's no wine around. Like, if it was. If those circumstances were that way, we yeah. would have
0: a cry. But we're Mwah. not, so survive. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mwah. Okay. Mwah. Bye, people. Ciao, guys. Mwah. See you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.